Hey, this is Mike Missanelli, and you're listening to the Feed the Embiid, the number one Sixers podcast in America. Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. Best big in the league, and it's no debate. Booze from the haters, point him to the exit. I guess every franchise needs its process. Every franchise needs its own process. Coming down the lane, yeah, watch your head, yeah. We post a every game, yeah. Get your Kodak. Once he gets you under the basket, you better just pray. Hit you with the jab step, knock down, lock from Ben. Get out the way, and one, let the fans know it. Yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, the three is going in your eye. If you mess, you better get back. Cause if the bees, there won't be a putback. Keep all that trash out of the paint. Cause the bees will put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer, and he take no prisoners. Yeah, dump off from TJ. Call it the feed to a bee. What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid. I am your usual host, Austin Krell. I brought in my good buddy, my trusty sidekick, Austin Mitchell Trubisky Johnson. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great, Austin. How are you? I, I I've been better before. Um, <laughs> yeah, the last the, it's it was a very good two for first two weeks for my uh, for my Sixers, and now it's been a very tumultuous last five days or so for, for this team um well i mean i i don't think you can complain i don't think you can, can complain much about uh a western road trip like that where you go up against uh i don't want to say they uh underestimated the suns but you know the suns are a lot better than anyone would have thought they were and that's without me then they uh beat the Blazers at the last second, kind of get outmatched against the Jazz, but also lose Ben Simmons very early in the game and have to adapt on the fly to that. And then there's tonight. Yeah, I mean, that, well, first of all, you know, it felt like the luck was running out against against the Blazers, and then they got one last magic trick to go in the basket with uh, that, that, that corner three. Um, but, like, the Suns game, first of all, that Suns team is, like, I think they're a really, like, a, a really nice team. I think they'll push for like a like thirty five wins, which is maybe more. Great. What? Maybe more? Honestly, it wouldn't shock me because I like like I didn't think they'd be good, but I pegged them as a team that I thought would like surprise some people because I like what uh, Monty Williams like I, I I I buy into his philosophy, and I thought that like last year under that guy Kakashkov, like you could just tell by the body language of the players that they didn't they were like what the hell is this guy doing like like he makes no sense. And then evidently the Suns agreed because they fired his ass after one year, um, but I I, I I like that Suns team. I think Devin Booker's a superstar. He's just been he's just been tied down to a to a, a trash coaches. And they have a yeah. they have a, a I guess yeah no they have a real point guard in Ricky Rubio. And this is also without uh without Aiton so far. Yeah, I mean Rubio is like a good point guard. But the fact that he's like the fact that they're like hard for him tells you how bad it's been at point guard for them the last like however many years because like he's a good player but 
they're definitely like advertising him as this as this savior of their franchise, and it's just like it's like dude, he's the same thing. He, he can't shoot. He's like he goes under screens. And he pops a mid range jumper. He mostly just passes the ball. Well, like and and like um, again, he he does a good job. He's a really good player. He just like isn't this this like this, this he isn't gonna move the needle for that franchise. I I don't think he moves the needle like like he's not your MVP. But like we were just kind of talking about with um going from uh bad to competent play at certain positions, and then right. and then the fact that it also takes pressure takes pressure off of Devin Booker to do everything. It just changes the complexion of your team a bit. Right. I think the best way to describe it is that like, I think the Suns are comfortable with him because he's a sign of stability at a spot where a, they haven't had stability really in like a decade and B it's like a whole, it's like sort of like, like a, I guess an allusion to their franchise where like they haven't had a stable franchise in a decade. So it's almost like it fits, like it, it's like a perfect fit, kind of. I, I don't know. It's a, weird, it's a weird situation, but you know, people like people talk about like Brett Brown all the time and how he's like a terrible coach. And I definitely have paid more attention to his coaching this year. And I have to say that there are things that I've noticed that I didn't notice in the past that I'm like, well, I could see why they think that now. But like in that game, I thought. A, they like sort of played down to the Suns. B, they underestimated the Suns. I think the Suns are a good team, but like C, their defense was just ridiculous. Like, like they were letting they were letting Booker sort of operate in space out of the out of the pick and roll, and like any kind of guard that you have that that can get hot, like he gets hot where it's like you can't stop him once he started because it's he's just throwing the ball into the ocean. It as soon as you give him that space to operate and like get comfortable, you've already lost the game. Like, like you're gonna have you're you're not gonna win because you, you you're gonna get an automatic forty piece. Right, and and the fact that um, they didn't just the fact that he could like it seemed like drive kind of at will. I got not not drive at will, but just like you said, just kind of do whatever he wanted. And once he gets hot, it's uh, you're you're in trouble with him. Yeah, like there there are certain. Like when I do my when I do my my weekly column for the Painted Lions, I always like recommend a, a strategy for defending because that's like that's kind of the point of the column is to like break down the team and see like where they can get better and where they can like how they can win their upcoming game this week. And for Booker, like it's dip when you have Aaron Baines, it's sort of like. You don't have to. He like, he isn't gonna be this 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 finesse guy who can like scoop his way to the rim and get an up and under and like make it look good. Like he's gonna have to just run guys over to finish over them, or he's gonna pop out for a three. Mm. And and so like I I would have I was saying like hedge the ball screen, hedge it, and then you know wait for your guy to get through and then just pop back. Like if 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 they if they if they have to win if they have to lose the game because. Um, Aaron Baines is like making trick shots and getting AM ones, then fine, so be it. But if you let Booker get hot, which they did, like they didn't hedge the screen, they just went under it. And then he was just getting space to either just do like floaters, attack and get sh- and find his shooters, and, and then there's like stick mid range jumpers, which he did all night long. He shot 16 of 20 from the field. So, like, it was very blatant that they really, like, the strategy from the get go wasn't going to work. And then the strategy in game adjusted wasn't working at all. 
And so that, that was like a pinning on Rip Brown. But at the same time, they were up by as many as 11 in that game, I think. And then they they were just like toying with the Suns for a while. And then Booker like made a couple great plays in the fourth quarter. And that was like what took that, that was took him out of the game. And it, it, uh, that was probably Simmons' worst game of the season. Is that, do you think that would be fair to say? And then Josh Bridgeton didn't do yeah. much. And then, uh, you, you don't, you don't want the bench to have to lead the way, but, uh, very little production there as well. Yeah. I, I mean, the bench is going to be a wild card throughout the year. So it's sort of like the kind of, it's kind of thing like, I'll take what I can get from the bench. I don't expect much to begin with. Like if they can get there, if they can, if they can just manage to get 20 points total out of the 10 guys on the bench, then fine. Like that, that's well below average, but right. That's just what the bench is. Like the bench is a, the bench is, is a good defensive bench, but like a, a like a, 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 a wild card offensively at all times. Um, but yeah, so you're right. Ben Simmons had a, Horrible game, and I think it was—it was a lot had to do with like Monty Williams knew how to defend Ben Simmons. He knew how to game Ask plan him to for shoot, him. and he, he just told, it. yeah, yeah. He was like, he like told Baines, he was like, stand ten feet away from him. He will not shoot the ball. Trust me, it won't happen. And he couldn't get around Baines all night long. And and I think he had like five points and like seven, like six rebounds, something like that. And you know, I, I get it that. People like Sixers Twitter is so volatile, and that you there's it's two extremes. He's either a a franchise superstar, or b you have to trade him because he can't shoot. Like no, there's a middle ground to that. Believe it or not, you can actually criticize the kid while also acknowledging where he's good. And he has to just get it. He has to put his head down and just he has to mash and like just like get that mentality of like I'm going to get to the basket and you're not going to stop me. Right. It's it's. I'm sorry. Like you can try all you want. I'm going to get past you, and I'm going to jam the ball. He's, he 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 tries. Like, he gets all the way to the rim, and then he lays it up and in. Take that extra goddamn dribble and dunk it. Like what? I think part of it's like the fear of free throws because he, you know, he says he's a confident shooter, but he, like it's spotty at best on any given night. And I th- and like as soon as someone like as soon as a bigger player like gets in his head a little bit in terms of like, okay, I can't get to the basket. I'm getting walled off. It shuts down his entire offense and then it fucks the entire, it shuts down his aggressiveness. And then when he's not aggressive, the entire offense is fucked because he, he's basically a, a no show on offense. It's four on five. Uh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I just don't, I, I don't get it. Cause there was like the whole, the, like the, the three, like the three made in the one game. And like, I don't know. I thought he was like actually going to start doing it. But it just hasn't happened yet, and it uh, it just kind of feels like the same old thing, which is like, and the same old thing is still the same old thing is still great, but right, it it needs to change for it to to hit a new level. It, it's not it's not great. It's pretty good. Like he's a pretty good player as is. He'll be a he'll be like a he'll be like a five six time All Star as as is. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer as he is right now, and. I you know I agree with you. I I was convinced like okay like, like I know summer workouts don't mean shit, but you know just this is this, just, this is this is where you know, he gets real. He's played in Philly. He knows what the repercussions are if you don't perform up to up to what you've been advertised as being. And then he makes the three against China, and I'm like <laughs> and I'm you know like all right, I'm trying to start to buy in. He hasn't even like, like attempted. It hasn't been a, 
has any, it's not a game and game progression. He literally is not even looking at the basket. It's like, what, what, what are you doing all summer if you're not going to look? And I understand that he might just have the mentality of, why should I take a jump shot when I can get a teammate a better look than I have? Which I, you know, I get it. It's selfless. It's selfless. And you can still do that, but you have to also balance it out. It's, it, it's, like, it's like a run-pass game. You have to, do, to run the ball a little bit to open up your passing game a little bit. Do, so with that, though, does that make – I mean, it's – okay. So it's, what, eight games into the season – they hit a little. They've hit yeah. a little bit of snag and lost what three games by ten points total, if that. With with multiple like, with multiple people missing, so I'm, I think it was five five seven. Yeah, so ten points total. Yeah, yeah you're right. Just I I just want to say for roster construction, do you have people who can shoot threes, but they don't have a three point shooter or two three yes. two two three point shooters. Yeah. You, so what they have is like they have like a lot of guys who you could you could say like, hey, part of like you know like 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 you defend you can you know you you're athletic you pass you know you you embody our concepts, and as an added bonus you can shoot the ball a little bit. There's no like designated like, hey, you're our sniper, right? There, there's none of that, and like, I I I have to wonder how much JJ Redick would have, would have, would, have, would affect that, but like. I think he's such a detriment on defense that it's well. I'm not, even sure, I'm not even sure he'd be getting like playing time, really, because you'd have Josh, and Josh would be the defensive stalwart, right? And so, like, I think he would be like 15 minutes a game, and then you're just like you're barely utilizing him. But even then, like, I don't know if he would have even come back for that. I mean, he's that's the same role that he has in New Orleans, and they're one and seven. So I kind of I, I kind of like laugh at it. I'm like, well, you got your money, damn, damn, for damn. Sure. But like, you're not going to be in the playoffs. So I mean, I hope you're happy, and you're going to waste another year of your career when you could have been getting a championship, but you're not. Um, we can talk about Utah, but like, I I really want to talk about the game tonight. Yeah, no, I know. We'll just address Utah quickly. Okay. Um, that game pissed my dad and I off something like really fierce because. Like, they were just allowing Mitchell to operate in any kind of space he wanted. And, like, Mitchell's, like, a good player. He, he He's extremely hot and cold, and he, mm-hmm. he has a never-ending mm-hmm. green light. But, like, he was he was piss poor in the second half, and it was just the same shit every play. And, like, Jogic is a – I mean, like, Gobert's a good player. He is a back-to-the-basket center. He's, he's a longer version of Andre Drummond. That's, that's all he is. Like, he has no outside game at all. I mean, like, uh, I I don't want to go there because he's he's really good. Just like from an efficiency effort, like brain standpoint, I I'd say he he's a lot better than Drummond is. Yeah, well, he is, but like they're the same concept. Like back uh, to the uh, basket, yeah. lob, okay. Lob lob up and dunk. Like yoga. Like 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 uh, what what the hell is his name? I think he's more athletic Gobert's- though. But go on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like Drummond isn't that good of a player. I don't think he now he has Hall of Fame numbers. Drummond does, believe it or not. Like, like you, like you, you compare him to other guys that are in the Hall of Fame, and he he definitely has Hall of Fame numbers. Um, but like, like, like Gobert is sixty five times the defender that Drummond right. will ever be. He's obviously the better player, but it's it was it's the same fucking pick and roll every play against the Jazz and. 
they're dropping, they're dropping, they're dropping. Mitchell's pulling up for a jumper and, and getting all and getting wide open looks, or he's dumping it off to Gobert who's slamming it. And it's like it's just like how many times are you gonna let them run the same play before you actually double the ball out of out, out of Mitchell's hands and make someone else make a shot? Like, like it's it's not that hard to do. And if I can figure it out, the coaching staff can figure it out. The players can talk you through it. And the entire time they're overcommitting on the picks and then they're leaving guys wide open. And it's like, just dude, just communicate. You're in the NBA. You, you, you they teach us at the, at the, at the middle school level, communicate on screen, say, Hey, I'm going to get, I'm, I'll, I'll stay on the ball. You get the guy, you get the guy who pops out or cut or roll. It's that simple. It's a, fun, it's a function of that though, that, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of new, like how many, how many Sixers, Well, you got Mike Scott, Harris, Joel Simmons, and Ennis, right from last year, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's about right. So like everything else, everyone else is new, but the same, and like the, the concepts are different to those guys, like no doubt. But at the same time, it's communication is like a rudimentary right. part of the game. You just have to say like, hey. But then, like in that game, gonna, like, uh, like we said, like losing Simmons early, and then like trying to figure that out. Um, sure. 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 And so I feel like you can't like like I can't blame Brett Brown too much, but because if if you you know in 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 a vacuum he's had a couple like bad looks Brett Brown, but if you think about the fact that a Embiid missed three games already, Simmons has missed one point nine 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 games already, and you're just trying to like get these pieces fitting together. They really haven't had any time to work together yet, so it's sort of like I understand that. At the same time, you had a you know you 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 should have won in in Utah as poorly as you played on defense. You should have beat the Suns, even though you like slept through a lot of the game. And then tonight, you were up twenty one against a team that really isn't that great of a team. Like they're they're vastly overrated the Nuggets, uh, but. Here we are again. It's the same old story. You're you're up 21. You blow the lead. What's up with um? What's up with the decrease in Tybal? Like he did not play tonight. He he wasn't hurt, right? No, I don't think he's hurt. I think it's just like it was a good stretch to begin the year, and then teams started watching film and figuring him out, and it became very clear very quickly that like this kid has absolutely zero offensive game for the NBA yet, and every time he put him out there, like. He embarrasses himself on offense, and when you're a rookie and you're that young, you, your confidence wavers way too easily. So it's like, hey, we're going to put him in the, in the most favorable matchup we can find, and just to, just to build him up. I think that might have just like not been it. For, they might not have had a, a matchup that they liked for him tonight, or they might have just not like. But to not play him at all, like no, what? I mean, I, I get it. I, I just think that that that, that they're so poorly lacking offense at times that they feel like they need to give themselves the best chance to score on every possession. And with him, it's, if, it, if it's not a wide open dunk, it's like, a, it, you, you're, you're not confident that you're going to score. Cause like every play that he gets the ball, he loses it. Yeah. Every play. And you know, I, I am just thinking of uh, a sequence tonight. It's when uh, Embiid and Horford were both out on the floor and, oh God, I can't, I forget. I, it was probably NATO with the ball or maybe it was Harris. And that, but uh, the other four, the other four on the court at the time, they were it was like completely perfect spacing, 
like the like the the middle was wide open and whoever had it uh ended up scoring in the middle i can't i can't remember off the top of my head but i just remember being like telling myself like oh i hate that i hate that horford and Embiid are not in there at the same time but then it ended up working out yeah you know what's interesting about the horford and Embiid thing is like the Sixers do play better with Horford than they do with Embiid right now, and it's concern. It's concerning because you then it is it points to like okay, hey, is there a problem with Embiid, the player that we just aren't identifying because we've become so like entrenched in how dominant he can be on any given play? He, ch- he chucked a couple. I mean, they both did. Like he missed the three late, and then Horford airballed the one at the end. That was kind of yeah, ugly, that was, and that's definitely not the – that's not the looks you want, but then yeah. you want to take it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 certainly a line you have to walk because in this in today's NBA, you need to be able to space as much as possible, and that includes dragging your big men out from time to time, even if, like, your big man – is so blatantly dominant on the on the block. You just have to create that spacing because it opens up the lane for everybody else. Just not having him out there because it drags his defender out there too to, to, to guard him. And I mean, you you you've seen you've seen that Embiid's improved his three point oh, yeah. shooting this year. Like it's very very clear. Like he's a better shooter, no doubt about it. And then that's going to force guys to come out and defend. And then with that like so then that opens like Harris to backdoor. Um, <clears throat> and it's the back door, Richardson the back door, and it opens up the, for things for everybody. The problem is that they become stagnant and they don't move, and then no one cuts, and then it's like, okay, well, you you now have five men out. You, the shot clock is down to eight, and you haven't made any progress in this possession, so what are you going to do here? And that's an issue. But I, I just think like there's a lot of chemistry to be added still between Horford and mm. Bead because because like like – the only play that seems to be working with them is when MB like buries himself in the post and gets deep and Horford just feeds him for a high low. Uh, the, the other thing that uh, I don't know, this is, this has been, I guess what a thing for what, three years now is uh, he's not careless with the ball, but oh, he's so uh, okay. It, I, I, I didn't want to. Okay. Yeah. So frustrating. Every, every game that they lose, you can like turn to and say like, Okay, well, have a time that like he used the he jabbed with his elbow instead of the ball and like got called for an offensive foul. Have a time where he where he couldn't identify he couldn't see the double coming and turned it over there, or he got like winded and like lost the ball. Do you think dribble. that's what it is at the end with him on like some of the shooting? Like the 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 one three was really bad. Do you think it's uh being tired and then your mechanics ah uh, your mechanics go away kind of thing? Well, I think it's not mechanics. It's just that like you're. First of all, you're in Denver, so the air is true, naturally true. I, I blanked on that. I forgot end, about that. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, it's like, you know, that compounded with the fact that you've been, like, you've been keeping your team in it, compounded with the fact that you don't know how the calls are going to be made because they, the, the refs fucked them with some calls tonight. Oh. And then on top of that, like, like, like your legs are gone because you're so winded. So I think, like, that's why, like, that's probably why Horford's shot was short. That's probably why Embiid's three was short. But, like, you don't need to hunt threes late in the game. You need to get into the post and, like, 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 like use your footwork to get yourself an easy look. But I can see why they don't do that because when you don't know what the refs are going to call because they're so goddamn inconsistent, 
it's impossible to like, you don't want to like blow a game because you were looking for a foul call that that it should have been called but wasn't. So okay, so the two the two I want to ask you about first the push push off. Uh, yeah, I I saw that out of the I saw saw that out of the corner of my eye. I thought Jokic sold it pretty well, and I thought that they kind of made made up for that. But like, because he got fouled on that jumper, no doubt about it. And I think I think they kind of like made up for that a little bit. But it's interesting to me that the makeup calls are always done for the other team, right? But when the Sixers get fucked by, it happens literally like six times a quarter. There's okay, no makeup call so then at all. What's the point of the challenge if they're not gonna, if they're not gonna, you know, change it? Right, right. And I think the challenge is so stupid. Like, I don't think I don't think it should exist. I think it should just be like, okay, you would like, like you, okay, you made a mistake, whatever. Like, I get it. The fact that you then have the chance to go back, review it with ample time, and you still don't get the right call, it's preposterous to me. Like, there's no excuse for that. The, 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 you have the ability to go back and review video of it, and it clearly shows that like Millsap's feet weren't tangled. The ball, it was all contact with the ball. There was no body contact. What the hell could you possibly be calling? And they could have, like, if they had said, like, oh, it's on it's on Harris instead. I would have been like, ah, all right. But they didn't even do that. Well, how about the fact that, like, MB got mauled by Jokic, got the N1, and they called it on the floor. Oh, the, the, one, the, like, the one where he, the, the freaking crazy circus shot where he just kind of put it up, right? Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe that either. I was like, so, "What?" Yes, that, that that was a foul. So that's a, that's a six point oh. swing, and that's your game right there. So like, I don't I don't like to blame refs because a I think it's immature because you're basically just saying like, "No, I didn't make mistakes. I right. just like I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna when it's else. this close. When it's and this close, though, it's it it bears addressing." No, and I, I, I yeah, and I, I agree with that. And you know, the Sixers made their 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 very good share of mistakes tonight. But when you have a chance to go back and review it, and you do, and you can make it the call, and you can you can correct the call, and you see video of it from multiple angles, and you still get the wrong call, there's no excuse for that. And then the players then have it in their mind that they have no idea what the hell the foul is because you're not calling the ones that are fouls, so. They don't, so they, they they become naturally less aggressive. So like 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 you you don't know how to defend because you don't know you don't want to call for a foul, and you don't you don't know how to play offense either because you don't want to call for. A foul. So it's like it, so that that inconsistency on the referee and the refereeing side of it messes everybody up. I mean, I, I'm just looking at it. they did shoot. Well, okay, so here's something. They shot the same number of free throws. Denver made five more. Yeah, no, it. it so, I mean, like Sixers so made it, more threes than like free the, throws. Right, right. Which is unacceptable. I mean, they, they they made less than half their free throws, and that's without Ben Simmons playing. Right. <laughs> that should never happen. And the like, the last thing that I have to say is Brett Brown has to get better at diversifying his offensive game plan in the fourth quarter of games and then also identifying those runs earlier. And because his whole philosophy is he's very liberal. You mean like when things like when it's starting yeah. to like go yeah. wrong? Like he like he's very liberal with like how he like micromanages the team in the fourth quarter of games because like he's just sort of like like okay you guys figure it out like I'm like like 
I can't hold your hand forever. No, you can. They're players. They're not experienced as you are. They've never won shit in their lives. You've won five championships as a coach. You need to call a timeout here and break this up a little bit because it, 16 turned to 14, turned to 11, and then they were right back into the game. And they – like I, I I, kind of felt that that was like happening, but then the Sixers kept just like – you know, they would hit a three or get a steal, and then there was like that one crazy sequence where like the ball changed hands – like four times over two plays and it just seems safe. And then it just, then like, it felt like really like screwy after the, after the challenge. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get it. I think that that whole challenge then completely flustered them because they, 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 were, they then had to, yeah. had to like play and coach with the factor that like, we don't know what the hell is going to get called because the calls are inconsistent. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm just trying, I'm trying to go back that? just through the, um, yeah. Do the log. I just want to find out where that was, and um, it was like, it was like in the last three minutes of the game. Okay. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: Who do you think is better, Jokic or Embiid? Embiid's obviously a better defender, and Jokic is is definitely more skilled offensively. But they're both fat and out of shape. <laughs> not 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 real not really, but I mean, like, and I don't. I mean, like, obviously they're both they're NBA players, but like, <laughs> Jokic is funny looking. I mean, I, I'm trying. I'm not trying to be mean, but like he's, I, he played. Um, he played in the worlds <laughs> in this summer, but um, okay. I think he's. I think he might still be kind of lagging from that. But uh, Embiid, it's just kind of always been a thing. But I bet he'll play himself into shape uh, over the course of the next few months. Yeah, I think Embiid's is one of those guys who like, doesn't look like he's in shape, but he's actually in better shape than he looks. Whereas Jokic is just not in shape at all. <laughs> like, like, and like, yeah, I get it. Jokic is a great passer. But, I mean, he's a more consistent shooter, I would say. Jokic. Yeah. No, he's not. Well, I don't know. Just uh, I, I, don't know, I guess it's just Jokic, Jokic is much more dynamic because he's a playmaker as opposed to a scorer first. Whereas Embiid's like, just give me the ball and I'll dominate it. Right. But like, 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 I think that there is not a more dominant big man in the NBA who, like, you no matter what, you can't stop him. Right. Than Joel. Like when he when he's pissed and he's locked in, forget it. You're, you're, you're no question down. about that. And then and yeah. then the defense. It's and then like the defense going away. It's not even close. Yeah, but then you have like Twitter personalities and like people who people who like will find a way to like manipulate and like squeeze every bit of like liquid out of the argument, and then they'll, they'll like contort every possible point to like favor the player. Like. L- as someone who thinks he's an authority on basketball, let me tell you this: Jokic is a is a tremendous player. He's not nearly as aggressive or as like dominant as Joel Embiid. No. And to me, that matters. Like 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 which you should ask. I I, I ask. I, I think of it as which player is closer to Shaq, and that's Embiid by far. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's and that answers the question for me. So, um. Austin, thank you as always for coming on and being my co-host. Thank you for having me. It was a me. good con- it was a great conversation as usual. Uh, you can you can find Austin's work at the Mac Attack Five on Twitter. He does his weekly NFL columns for the Painted Alliance. He is a brilliant, brilliant football mind, <laughs> and uh, we will have him on more throughout the course of the season. Thank you for having me, Austin. Yes, sir. Have a good night, buddy. You too. Do you like shotgunning beer? If you want to increase your shotgun time at parties, check out my boys at the King Cobra. 
King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. There's also a tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information about the King Cobra, check out that on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra is filled with a K. 10% discount on all products. Enter the code TRUSTACOBRA10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and his name are protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2019. Sixers will be back in action on Sunday at the Wells Fargo Center, back from their abysmal uh, road trip out west. They'll be playing the Charlotte Hornets on Sunday. As always, thank you for tuning into the feed to Embiid, and we will catch you next time. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to us on Apple Pods and leave us a charming review.